Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Here we're going off for Tales of the Unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. But I was going to probably say, maybe boys and girls aren't listening to this. I have said cunt no. a few times. Oh, you did. You did. Especially in the early days. Yeah. 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 I ain't said it for a while. No. I mean, I've just said it now. Yeah. Does that count? Well, it does. Yeah. 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 Right. What, what have I brought you in here, my office for today? For get, a... your, get your feet off the table, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, now... I've brought you in here to discuss how we're going to start today's show. Well, we're going to talk about the tales, aren't we? In a way. Yeah. But first of all, I want to take two, one or two moments just to go through this new film project that is uh, happening oh. at, as we speak. Right. right. Um, a team of uh, writers, directors, peoples. <laughs> a team of people are getting together to right. make this cool film happen right it's going to be called black lake okay what's what's about then black lake is about uh well i'll not spoil anything oh, no, 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 but no, how no. about i give you the essence okay. a man wakes up after a, a car crash a fatal car crash yeah and basically he's he's in a different world to what he what he before the car crash happened right, right. so what we've got here is foggy be, uh, really weird, bizarre, mystical, mysterious, ethereal. Ethereal, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, every time I've said ethereal, I get it. I get it better each time. You do, you do. I, it's I, a wonder. <laughs> so anyway, this uh, the team. Let me give you some background on the team that involved yeah. in it. Um, you, do, a while ago, there was a film called Tollbooth, a nice little dark horror film about uh, a guy who's in a toll booth, right. um, and it's all the shit that's going on outside. That's, like not. Literal, and these uh, these guys made that, did they? They made that, so they're they're going to be looking for atmosphere, right? So they're going to need people who know what they're talking about. So right. it's going to be we're talking people who have acting, actress experience, writing, directing, performing, drawing. Because there's only one way to get that ethereal thing, isn't there? Cat- it's to animate, animate. Yeah, I I I often I think cartoon, but it's it's animated. Yeah, because it? I think. It, it might not be cartoon. Yeah. There might be there might be some After Effects. There might be some uh, yeah, yeah. Back of digital artwork. Yeah, yeah. So basically, this is happening, and the the guys responsible are obviously they want to see this dream come true. Yeah, and it's also an opportunity for you if you have a dream to be in a film or to be part of a movie. This is it. This is your time. So there are ways to get involved. How, how do you find them? Then? Do, have you heard of Facebook dot com? Yeah and, yeah, and Twitter, Twitter, yeah. Twitter. You can you can search for these things right on there. Hit them up and work out where you can get involved. Now they're probably not going to want some scrag ends like you and me uh, <laughs> no, just turning up. They're going to want quality people. Quality people. Yeah. However, we could put on a tie, right? Okay, yeah. we just or, or two. Thing is, each. yeah, two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thing is, we have got stuff to do, and I'd love to be part of this, but I don't want to say yes and can't do it. Yeah. And that's probably they want. They need somebody who's a, yes and can, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They well, they want yes and can. Yes, then. can and will. Yes, can will do. Yeah. Uh, so this is how you do it: is you go to facebook.com and you type in then Black Lake Film. You go to Twitter. You type in Black Lake Film, and you're going to find out a way to be part of this super cool movement. I thank you. Is shall we go back to the show? Yeah, let's, let's go back to the show. <laughs> Did you ever watch Footballers' Wives? No, I think it was one of those programs where you you, you was semi guaranteed to get a bonk on. 
Right. How long ago was this then? Twenty years. No. When the when it was kind of fashionable for th- this phrase "wag." Oh right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I I, it, I could be wrong about this, but in my head, Victoria Beckham was the first wife or girlfriend of. That, that, that it must be and girlfriend. Yeah. Wife and girl. I don't mean that she was the first that ever married a white a footballer. Yeah. What I mean is that she was the f- the one that coined this phrase. Yeah, for she, me too, to be honest. She was yeah. a famous-ish person yeah. marrying into a famous... And so they were like a, the, the, the hot couple. Yeah. It seems like, in terms of survival of the fittest, uh, that if you're in that... If you're in that pool of like an act, a famous actor, you have to also be going out with another actress or yeah. a famous person. You can't just marry somebody off the streets. Well, I suppose that's because the theatre sort of. I'm not saying this is with the Beckhams or anything, but if it was me, I'd be thinking, well, I need to get somebody who's in a sort of similar financial position to me. I think finance has got a big part to play in it, but like it, does, it seems that love doesn't. Yeah, well, I, I suppose you'd be frightened that somebody was out for your money rather than for you. I mean, that's that's the, the curse of having money, I would imagine. Yeah, it's probably it's probably where a lot of people lie about how much their, their worth is. Yeah. Like, what, some people will hide it, some people say they've got more, so they can get places. Yeah. Or not get places. I'm just thinking... However, Amanda Redmond. Amanda Redmond is in this, yeah. and uh, I uh, associate her with being a, a football manager. Oh, why? She was in a. She was in no a idea. No she, idea. I'll tell you what. She was. She was in. I've just discovered. She was in Sexy Beast with uh, Ray Winston. Oh, the most Cockney man in the world. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've, I, for some reason, right? I've, uh, I can't disentangle fact from fiction where Sexy Beast is concerned and I took it into my head that Ray Winston had retired from acting to live in Spain <laughs> You thought Sexy Beast was I, I didn't was think it was a documentary no, but <laughs> that's how it stuck in my in head In your head it was, more, in, it was more somebody had told you that and that's the pictures that you'd formed Yeah, yeah. So, so then when I saw him acting again I'm saying to El, I thought he'd retired to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> but he's now, I don't, he's now living in Sardinia. Well, I tell you what, I am, I'm fucking sick of him telling me off about not placing the bet. Mm. His, his head's floating around TV screen. Put a bet on, you fucking dickheads. What's like, that? You put a bet on. <laughs> Have you not seen Ray Winston bollocking you at half time of football matches or whatever? Oh. Just saying, put a bet on. England are a good ten to one or whatever. All right, no. And I'm like, oi! I don't even. I'm not even watching it. Why? Why, why are we? Why, Ray? Come on. So how come you? Because you do watch football. I didn't think. No, you... this is like. Uh, let's say that the, there's a football match happening at the time. Yeah. It going the the they must put on like the bet like uh, on Saturdays when it's football time. Mm. They do. They can't show certain matches at certain like they like the majority of the matches they they can only show highlights on a Saturday. Yeah. So if you're watching TV around that time, they stick on an advert. Fucking bet you, dickhead. <laughs> I can't. I can't bear it. I can't bear. It. I, there's one thing that's worse than football, and that's trying to work out who's going to win and listening to people. 
concern themselves with who's why people aren't winning. What you mean, like the like the people the, these? What do they call them? Pundits, 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 pundits. pundits. They just goes back to school. I, I I look. I really like being part of something where the idea is to to do something. You know, there's a goal. I like that. It, sports. I mean, you know, I used to like taking part. Oh. I just don't like the end meeting that you have to have of who did what and why. So it's just this game. Let's just have fun. Because I'd I'd rather finish second than first, definitely. First has got something to live up to and do something, and second is like, well, you know what, at least I'm out of the limelight here. <laughs> so, just talking about football. My... If, you're in, if you're in a football match and you're in the final, don't play, finish second, brilliant. <laughs> and people will be talking about you more than the winners. If you went on and went, nah, walked off, that would be the best way to do it, like on the X Factor, just walk on. Get to get go through all the auditions, yeah. boot camp, yeah. judges' houses, then which aren't the judges' houses? No, they're not really the judges' houses. It's just houses. Yeah, right. Then Dermot O'Leary is introducing it. Next on, Chris with this, and I just come on and say, "You're all fucking shite." <laughs> Drop the mic and walk <laughs> off. I I don't need to win. If I do something like that, I wouldn't need to win. I would have to sing properly though to get end to that up stage. Being more famous than the people exactly. Who, you always be remembered as the person who done that. It's like the bloke who tried to shoot the Queen in 1981. Yeah, yeah. They asked him why do you do that, and he goes, "I wanted to be remembered." Oh. He only got five years in prison. For Was tro- that, that the trooping of the colour? Yeah, like that? He, yeah. F- he shot five or six times, missed. Fortunately, missed every. This is the best bit of footage you've ever you'll ever see. Some guy in the crowd shoots at the queen, misses. Like let's say it was five times, right? Bang, yeah. bang, 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 bang. Right, misses every single shot. Right, he's the crowd fucking pounce, get him down. Really? Right. He gets five years. The queen, she's on her horse. She's kind of like as she was walking past. Just starts laughing. Really? <laughs> She's, that's why the Queen's amazing, not like fucking Rue Winston. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Robbie, I think you were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, well, like, just, just to harking back to football, really, because uh, there used to be... I, I've, I've not liked football. No. But there used to be a programme on a Saturday morning called um, Saint and Greavesy. Yes, uh, yeah, I remember Saint and Greavesy. Ian St John or somebody. Ian St James and John St Greaves. <laughs> yeah, those two, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he was the same, weren't he? The other one must have been Greavesy. Yeah. Barry Greaves. <laughs> yeah, it was in a, yeah, it was a name like that. But there was a... Like, he'd, he, he would have probably... Jimmy! Jimmy. Jimmy Greaves. Yeah, it's got one of them names that would have been in, like, Kestrel for a Knave, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Go on. Uh, <laughs> and they, they had a catchphrase. Catchphrases quite interest me, actually. What was the catchphrase? Well, it's on me head. Was it playing? All oh, right. Uh, so, <laughs> Greavesy, who was the more comedy character, would say something, and then Saint would go something like, "Ha, you really killed me, there, Greavesy." Right? Because he was Scottish. He's Scottish. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, he wasn't just a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I always had that. I say that. And the other day... What do you say? Well, you... I don't always say it. <laughs> Listen, you always say that? No, That's always. the first time you've ever said it. <laughs> I've known you for like 15 years and you've never said that. No, well, I used to say it a lot. Because I used to say it with my mate Jeff, who died. Right? You used to say... We, we had the thing. It's it, a funny old game. 
No. What was it he said? Ha! Yeah, really. Kill me then. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So, uh, but now I've noticed my wife, who wasn't even alive at the time <laughs> they were saying it, she said it to me the other day. <laughs> That's because you're saying it too much. Yeah. But you've never heard me say it. I've you? never heard you say it, no. But what did you think of the impression there? I think it was a good Scottish person. No, not bad, yeah. yeah. I, I think don't think it's particularly Jimmy Saint. saint but yeah, uh, it's Saint. He weren't even a saint. Uh, weren't even a saint. I, what, I can do sort of Billy Connolly sometimes Go. as well. What does he say? Is, oh, you're not a hit there. Is that an hit? Uh, yeah, that's, that's my one. Is it? Have you ever noticed me? <laughs> But that is that kind of you just have to do as if you were as if you were actually working on the docks. <laughs> have you ever noticed me <laughs> in Scotland? Yeah, my my ones that I used to do that that I used to do all the time. I can't do anymore. Yeah, I, I think I have to practice them. Well, yeah, exactly. That's it. I used to do some, and uh, the other day I uh, broke out my Roger Moore, which uh, I've not done. Probably for thirty years or right, so. Okay. But I just tried it, tried it on Elle, and uh, and she was impressed. Which do you want to do it? Uh, no, I can't do. It. I'll practice a bit, okay. and and I'll do it another yeah. time. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, my my most famous one is, is Ronnie Corbett, which I really love. Yeah, it's but I think it's more the action, isn't it? <laughs> so Ronnie, Ronnie, uh, but that is uh, one that I used to do really well, and I think when I'm high. My my mind tells me it's much better. It's yeah. like I'm really like I'm going fucking hell. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, but right yeah. now even I can hear it, and yeah. it's it's, not, it's like not my Chris Tarrant saying peas, which is the only <laughs> word I can get. Peas. <laughs> do a little laugh at the end. That's my impressions over and done with. Welcome. We are at the beginning of the show, about seventy minutes in. Um, it is the. Eighth episode of season three. Yeah, and it's called I'll Be Seeing You. Now then, uh, and, and sorry, a pause there because I've just realised how that title fits into what's what's yeah. going to happen. Right, yeah, I, I never thought about it, but just got it now. My name is Chris. And I'm Rob, I'm we part are, of Cobb. We sorry. are Cobb. We are Cobb. <laughs> and these are the Tales of the Unexpected shows. Now, in the Tales of the Unexpected, they had a, 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 a story and then you went twist at the end... Uh, or some sort of misdirection or something that was quite sinister that you weren't expecting unexpectedly and then um, you, <laughs> which you might have been expecting you something might, unexpected you're an ex- from the, from yes. the you're right but there is a there is a bit of a problem there is it that if you're expecting the unexpected then you're expecting the unexpected yeah. so what they do is for about 20 minutes go ah, forget forget what we said about the title yeah, Just, it's not nothing. important it probably yeah. isn't it's probably and this is actually really expected, so don't worry about it. And then they go, ha ha! You see, we were. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we've done this for, for a while now, and uh, we watch the show and then we talk about it. This is episode eight. Let's hear some music. Oh, awesome. Right, okay, that was good music, wasn't it? It was good, that. I liked that, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, no different to what we usually use, but it's no, just but good. No, but I, I did like it today. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. This is, as we <laughs> said, this is I'll Be Seeing You. Now then, there is um, the, the, some a famous man's face and a famous woman's face, uh, but I don't remember what his name is. Alan, T- 
Anthony Valentine. Yes, that's it. Okay. Uh, uh, he, who played Raffles, the gentleman thief? The, yes, Raffles. Yeah. Uh, he's, it, this was after the Raffles era, though, wasn't it? A, a long time after. I don't know. I used to watch it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be 14, 15, so. Yeah. That would make it uh, 1978. So, yeah, this would yeah. be post Raffles. Yeah, but he would probably be living on the roller coaster of his Raffles fandom. Yeah, I, I used to like it. It used to be on a Friday afternoon. No, no not I, at night. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Friday afternoon wouldn't be too good, would it? I know of it. I can't really remember it. It's like one of those, like, you remember when I was growing up watching 80s TV programmes, I was into, like, Street Hawk and Airwolf. And oh, right. Not necessarily, like, you know, British acting and stuff. Which, you know, my mum would watch Bergerac. Fucking brilliant. But at the time, I was like, another crime! <laughs> but, like, now I'm like, give me another crime, baby. <laughs> anyway, so this... Uh, but the other famous woman is uh, Amanda Redman. Yeah. Well, it's not that she's the other famous woman. She's the famous woman. She's the famous woman. Now, yeah. she is now pretty famous now, but this was one. This would have been one of her first roles, I'm guessing, but she's so she's beautiful. She's, like, really, really hot. Just my type. Anyway. Which um, one is she, then? She's the... She's the one with the failing eyesight. The girlfriend. The girlfriend, oh. yeah. She's she's beautiful. Oh, by the way, 1977, the raffles. Yeah, I was born. Right, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, um, right, let's let's go in. Um, we don't hang around with this one. It's not no. a roll dial. No, none of that. Although, I'll tell you what I thought I noticed. Although it's straight in, it's not quite straight in, because I think there was extended flames after the titles. Oh, I didn't notice that. I think so. Ex- like uh, almost like a, like titles. Yeah. And instead of in, there was a shot of flames. Oh, oh, nice. Have, have a look, viewers. Yeah, see. Yeah. It was almost like uh, as if uh, Roald's fire had spread out, out <laughs> of the fireplace and gone in front of the camera. And maybe the reason why he wasn't in this week's episode. Could have been, you know. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well. Sadly, viewers, I think we are towards the end of an era with uh, viewers, listeners, with Roald Dahl appearances. We are, they are fading. They are, they? aren't they? Really on the tail end of him actually being responsible for these unexpected tales. I, yeah, I'm now finding it unexpected if he's there. Yeah, it's more expected to him not be there. Now. <laughs> well, that's one of these. It, the music goes in. Extended flame footage, and then we're straight in. Now we 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 come to where we've got the exterior shot of a place, a building, an office company called Trent Electronics Limited. Yeah. This isn't the River Trent. It's not setting Nottingham. Um, mm. It's a man called his surname is Trent. Roland Trent. We find that out because he gets in his car. Drives away, and as he pulls away, we see through the back window yeah. that he's, he's called, is the this, this space yeah. is for Roland Trent. He's so. MD or CEO or, or owner, whatever he is, it's basically his name against the. Now, we later learn from this show that um, it's his, it is his business. Yeah. Okay, now he, he's funded else by uh, his, his, his father in law, father in law, but it's his business. So, yeah, he's the owner. Now, as he's driving, Home, he's driving through the countryside, um, and and he's, I was gonna say, he puts a cassette tape on, which was a really lovely nostalgic moment. Yeah, because like my my CD player in my car is actually broken at the moment. I, I put right. it in, 
and it spits it straight out saying what do you mean there's a mm. CD it, but, but we don't, we it, don't it, understand this yeah. this says, um, be away that, with your phone yeah, CDs I think it's probably something's burnt on the inside like it's just overheated yeah. and it's just had enough right the problem <laughs> is it's part of the dashboard, dashboard thing. yeah they build them in now so, so I'm fucked basically unless I spend a fortune or buy a new car I'm, I'm shagged but right. what I do have is a USB thing yeah. so I can stick in and stick me iPhones or whatever phones that you've got, yeah. and play the music through them. Right. Now, so where's this we're going to with cassette tapes? It was just a nice nostalgic moment just to go clunk, play. I remember back to those... I mean, because before them, they had eight tracks, didn't they? Now, when it only played eight songs. I don't tell what it was. Is that not why they play eight tracks? I, I don't know. But that was even before my time. That, that was like a cartridge. Great big thick one, yeah. like, a, like a video cartridge. It but wouldn't even go all on. the way in. No. <laughs> Do you exactly. remember it? I, I know of them, yeah. We never, I don't think we ever had a car with, with one. No, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're even before my time. Yeah. But actually, talking about stuff like that, you, you probably wouldn't want to buy a car that had one of those in because there'd be very little point. But if you get hold of like an old Cinecam... Yeah, the the the, the, the the like that effect that they have on cinecams is really really super eight as well. Right, is is really really nice. That's that you can't get that by putting effects on. I mean, you could get close to it, but you, but people often go for the old thing. Like filmmakers now is use the actual old thing to get that footage. Well, I'll tell you who did that. Um... Inside number nine, the Christmas special. That's right. They had to yes. source like nineteen seventies TV cameras to give it that the Christmas special to give it that appearance. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway, so he's put his cassette uh, in and he's listening. Now this is this. It's not key to the story, but it does set the scene. He's listening to classical, calming music. Yeah, I put I put down pastoral music. Yeah, I thought that um, might be a description of it. There. Yeah, it's because this guy. It seems really passive, really nice, quiet, he's smart. He drives through the countryside and he parks up at what could be a converted farmhouse or barn or something. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that this is a, what do you call them? There was log cabins? Lodge. A lodge, isn't no, it? No, it's not a lodge. But he walks, he has to walk past a series of garden and a swimming pool. Yeah, no, and I'm thinking, right, surely he's going, it turns out he's going home. Wouldn't you park at the front? Well, he's got a car park. Maybe that was the front. So, would all the gardens and the swimming pool be at the front of his house? They'd usually be at the back. That's a good they? point. And also, as he walks past and, and walks next to the house, he sees a car. Right at the front. So that's his. That's like a guest's car park. Yeah. yeah it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, maybe it's a security thing. Could be. Because that's, defi- that's where the garage is. That's where the garage is. That's why he does it. Uh, I suppose you'd have that probably round the back. Yeah, you? that is round the back. That's where it's parked. I just mm. remember because you see her driving out of it later. Anyway, right, okay. Nice, nice. It's a scene setter because it gives you an idea about how much land they've got. Well, and it also gives a chance beauty. for the, the walking. And there's another walk. There's often a walk in these things, yeah. isn't there? We haven't seen a walk for a while, and that was a good yeah. walk intro. Now then. Yeah. But again, it has set the scene that this is a stately home it's a mansion. It's a you know. It's a big old hall it sort is, of thing. Yeah, She's, there's money, and it's I'll tell you and what. There's money. Yeah, it's a bit like the place we're in today. Oh, we're in the stately home oh, now. Right. Then, viewers, listeners, we always 
well, we're on season tour. three. We're on tour for season three. Aren't we're we? always trying to get into somewhere that was used in the filming of these things. Now we've ended up inside the mansion, this hall. Yeah. So it's a millionaire. It's owned by a millionaireess. Both in reality and uh, in this program. In reality and in the program. So we—that's uh, where we are. Yeah. And so if oh, it's a bit echoey, sorry well, about that. Yeah. And also. Rob, you keep hitting your head on the chandeliers because you're a tall person. Yeah, and that's something I'm going to come to in a minute. Carry on. Well, as we've mentioned, outside the house is this other car that's pulled up. It's a Jaguar and he sees it. And it's not like he doesn't look at it and go, who's that? He looks at it and goes, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's them. He knows who it is, doesn't he? And he's not happy about it. You can tell that. Now, he probably doesn't have an issue with them as people. But what we learn is when he goes in, there's pop music playing... Everybody's being fucking drunk. There's lots of laughing, but it's like... <laughs> and it's just too much, and that's not him. Yeah. And that's what his look is. It's going, ah, oh, we've got to entertain these. It's like a horrible nightmare, and he's yeah. come home from work. Because he's come home yeah, from work. Yeah, come home from work. And you, the last thing I suspect a person like that, or a person like us, really, yeah. would expect is like some pissed-up party. Yeah. And uh, us just having to get involved in that rather than put your feet up and watch telly or... And what makes this worse is that his, his wife is part of this. This yeah. is who she is. Yeah. So it's it's not actually like, oh, them lot have come round, we'll have to do this. It's kind of like she's invited them because right. she wants to get pissed up at dinner time. And we, So we learn uh, at this point that uh, he's she's actually celebrating having got a speeding ticket. Yes, that's right. So when he comes in and turns it down, and uh, she she's basically the, the conversation that happens here is that she's, she, I think she says something like, "You need to know which side your bread's buttered, yeah. and, and more importantly, who's doing the buttering." <laughs> so she yeah, she's think... letting him know who's in charge in this relationship. Well, what it was was he knows what side his bread is buttered, and by whom. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I'm, I'm never sure with whom's myself. Yeah. I don't use them. But uh, that's what she says. Yeah, it's just overbearing. It's, um, you know, and his mate says, it's a good job you're not thin-skinned. Yeah. Like, so he's saying, you've put up with it long enough, you know the situation, sort of thing, I guess. So this is one of those situations that you see quite a lot in Tales of the Unexpected, isn't it? Where one party is a bit put upon by the other yeah. who's who's an unpleasant sort yeah. of person it's just too much and, and you're right Rob she's the reason why well one of the reasons why they're getting together and having a booze up is because she's got some more points on her licence yeah uh, she's got caught speeding um, and um, he then reminds her that if you if you do the same in a couple of years now you'll lose your licence yeah you've got, you've got basically two years of telling her about the tightening up procedure isn't it? yeah and now she, that, she, she's sort of saying that he's such a bore because he's telling her about, yeah. about that sort of thing which I think would be sort of fairly sound advice you know yeah. I, I would probably maybe I'm, I'm in that bracket but I would tell somebody that I'd, I would tell them about the totting up I mean obviously uh, it was still in practice when I was working the, the totting up I don't know whether it still is I don't know but I would, mm. I would have told them about that I, I, I think the thing is I find driving to be completely necessary. Yeah. So if I lose, if I get caught speeding and lose my license, I'm I'm shafted. Yeah. I can't do that. So I I. Well, if you I, get three points, I will remind you of the totting up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I won't be doing it to be boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
what you will notice in this episode is there's a lot of cutting. Yeah, which is particularly difficult if you're trying to write down yeah. what, what you're seeing. It's uh, it was going. It cuts faster than a, a man can write. Certainly so, faster than these two can. So far, it's not been that bad. No. but here we go. Right. It then cuts to him in bed with another woman. With another woman. Now he's a, he's complaining to this other woman whose face we can't see at the moment about how badly his wife is treating him and that it's not just treating him uh what she's saying if, if it was in, if it was to, uh, between them just two. between them two but the fact that she's doing it in front of other people that's yeah. particularly got his goat up and, it, and uh, <laughs> is that to mix two metaphors have does, I it, got, does it get his goat yeah i don't know well, what the goat up <laughs> yeah it's got his goat Got his goat, yeah. It's not up. <laughs> down? <laughs> is it down? Got his goat down. It's got his goat. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't tell you which goat. way he's getting it. <laughs> but well, he's getting his goat. Probably it's a motion away then, isn't it? He's running away with the goat. Running away with the goat. She's right? running away with the goat. She's running away and he's on the end of it, right? <laughs> so, basically, uh, <laughs> she's a really nice person. Pretty, uh, nice, pretty, I will say pretty. She's beautiful, right? She's an absolute stunner. But um, she's uh, also, she's poor. She, li- she lives in like a one-bedroom flat, I guess. It's, you know, the kitchen. You can see the bed from the kitchen. Oh, can you? Stuff. I yeah. didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's, but, and also she's a, an assistant in a, in a bookshop. In, in a bookshop or something like that, yeah. So she's not uh, particularly well off. But that's, again, that's not what he's, he's not interested in cash. He, yeah. he's, he's more interested in the fact that he loves somebody. So what he's saying so is... So he's, he's a nice bloke, really. He is a nice bloke. The problem is that he's got is in order for him to maintain a lifestyle of, of any degree, he has to have his job. The job is dependent on him having the job that he's got at the moment, which is financed by his wife's father. Yeah. So is he knows the dilemma, but he, if he can work it out and get a proper divorce and stuff. So what he's she is willing to wait because but because he does in fact propose to her. Yeah, that's right. She's point. she's willing to wait for the for him to resolve this with her, but clearly wants that to happen. Yeah. So Ian says, "Well, will, will you marry me then?" Which And uh, she says no. Because yeah. she wouldn't she don't think it to be right for him to be with someone with a white stick. Now, we have noticed before this point that when she looks at the clock, because she's saying how much she dreads him leaving, she has to get some quite thick glasses to look at the clock. Proper bifocals, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And so we noticed that. And then she mentions this about the white stick. And it turns out that she's got some sort of degenerative eye disease. Yeah, that's getting... Worse and worse and worse. As yeah. time, as even in the next few months, it's going to be worse. Absolutely. But there is somebody. There's a surgeon called George Coburn. Who it's could, a lovely name, that isn't it? It's a proper American film star name. Well, it, like James Coburn. Like James Coburn, but George is so strong, and Coburn is so action. Well, George is like uh, George Clooney. Yeah. And James Coburn. It's a mix of the two. It really is a good name, a good isn't name. it? Yeah. I was thinking about James Coburn yesterday because. I, I said I used the phrase "in like Flynn." Ah, oh, yeah, and Flint. There is, well, there's a film called "In Like Flint," yeah. but the phrase is "in like Flynn." I thought it was "in like Flint." No, that's I didn't know there was a phrase. I thought it was just the name of a movie. No, there's a phrase which which means you're sort of well in. You're in like. Did Flint. the phrase come before the movie? Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. So they it was like a pun. I think so. Ah, yeah. excellent. Okay, cool. But yeah, but I really liked James Coburn. Really liked him in 
in the Flint ones because there was another one uh, which Return of the Flint. Return <laughs> <laughs> Flint two electric boogie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, I really liked him in those. Uh, sort of link here as well is that uh, Sharon Tate was in one of them. Oh, from the from the Manson from massacres. Manson, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, he's he's like uh, we we've got a surgeon on the books here. Yeah, George Coburn. It's going to take some money. It's going to take a whole lot of spending money. Yeah. So it's going to take plenty of money to do it right. To do it right. And um, he he's really proactive now. Jumps out of bed. Let me sort this out. Yeah, because he's saying it could it could cost thousands. So mm. he's he's saying I think when he jumps out of bed, he's going to go and tell the wife tonight. Yeah. So he does. So back home, and we we join it after the the decision's been made. Now this after he's told. Uh, sorry, after yeah after he's told her. Right now then, this this scene is filled with. Some really bad 1930s style acting. Well, yeah, just bear with me for a minute because the millionaire's cat is at the door. Ah, oh, yeah, let let the cat in. She did say for her to be careful yeah, with these, didn't she? Yeah. So I'm just letting. There you go. Yeah, we don't want to like ruin the contract. God no. So yeah, so the the acting now. What what they're doing is they're talking to each other but not looking at each other. Yes. Now in and two camera angles. In soaps, they do this a lot, yeah. but they only have one one camera in soaps. Yeah. So you get people standing with their facing with their with their backs to the person they're talking to. <laughs> yeah. Both of them talking into the camera, yeah. which I think looks terrible. Yeah, it does. Here they're looking off in two other yeah, directions, it, it, uh, diagonals. Yeah. So, yeah. so it reminds me of stage acting. It is. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's very stagey, and but it's not just that. It's the way she does a swift turn. And then, <laughs> you know, and all this stuff. Well, the, it's just, it's filled with them, uh, of cliched acting on this one, isn't yeah, it? It's like, yeah. if, you were to, if you were to say, what does an amateur dramatic uh, performance look like? It's it this. looks like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, what he's saying to her is, look, I did love you at first, but it's, but that's, you're a nasty person now. Yeah. And she, she looks a little bit surprised to begin with that this is actually happening, but. As I say, when that laugh comes, ha 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 ha, she, I think she's then switched. I've got to be absolutely evil, and it again. starts like the arguing starts at that point. Doesn't yeah. it? it seems she's been sort of unpleasant, but fairly sort of level about it. Yeah. But when she laughs, flicks a switch, and they do start arguing. She starts name calling Anna, saying that she's a freak who's going blind, taking the Mickey out of her job. Yeah. And saying she can't understand the attraction. Yeah, reminds him that he'd be nothing without her dad financing in the business. Um, and then, um, oh yeah, and I said, he, it, it's coming back from him as well that he's giving her home truths that she's not, she's not, she's, she's had affairs in the past and yeah. stuff like this. And, yeah, and another thing that he says that, that comes up a few times, that's probably an inappropriate phrasing, is he says that... Uh, she, the uh, the girlfriend, Amanda Redman, has made him feel like a man again after five years of being uh, emasculated by his wife and her and family. Her family, yeah. So, so then it comes down to, so what are we going to do? He says, a divorce. She goes, no. Now, what's what's hap- the reason why she's saying that is she, it's not that she doesn't want to get out of this. She's bothered that her pride is going to get in the... It, it, sorry, her pride is going to be knocked yeah. because 
somebody leaving her will look bad in her social, in her little group, yeah. uh, elite. So she, she says if he leaves her, she's going to have her dad call in the capital uh, that yeah. he's lent him for his business and that's going to be the end of that. Yeah, so he'll have to pay it all back. So he, he, then, next cut, we're in Hannah's house. Now, sorry, Anna's house. He, he's then explaining, obviously, what's happened without, yeah. ex- without us hearing it. Ultimately, he says, she won't divorce me. Yeah. And then Anna comes out with, well, I've made our lives... Yeah. Shite. And that, you see, and that, that's, that's perhaps a sign of the times that she's taking responsibility for she, this. She, she says, says I've, I've got, got us into an even worse yeah. mess. I've got myself pregnant. <laughs> Which she probably hasn't. No, I think it's partly him. Well, <laughs> she's taking all of this, acting guilty, she's taking the responsibility of that, what's happening, but... Crash zoom onto Anthony Valentine's face. Yeah, okay, he then pours... Some wine. For both of them. For both of them. And he's made up. Yeah. So Which, again, celebrates with booze. It's odd that uh, she's drinking if she's pregnant. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be doing that nowadays. No, I think, I, I would have thought that you could probably have a glass a week. Right. You know, half a glass. That's what, what, what arm can yeah. you do? So he's the celebrating and this is really on in the pregnant, early on in the pregnancy. Right. Anyway, he's made up and I think that would have been about the point of the commercial break. What happens next is... We're at the specialists. We are. The eye specialists. Now, talking about specialists, right, there is a headline this uh, month in Cornwall, on Cornwall Live's website. I don't know why I was looking there. I, I tend to did look round. Did me. you just get to, uh, through the kind of internet narnia? Yeah. You just it, carry it on leads, going. It leads yeah. you in all sorts of ways, doesn't it? Just bear with me, the uh, internet, the um, power cable from the, uh, that we've had to run through the parquet floor has <laughs> come loose, but uh, <laughs> I've put that back, we're all right. So in Cornwall Live, right, the headline, and I can show you this, is men encouraged to masturbate by NHS to reduce risk of cancer. Okay, let's go. Uh, there's a, then a, pic- <laughs> a picture... <laughs> but it, what it says is, it's not a picture of somebody masturbating, I must I say. I think that's what it's meant to suggest, isn't it? <laughs> it's just a picture they're in the middle of ejaculation. Yeah, well, that might be his special face, yeah. yeah. And what it says is, men have been encouraged to masturbate, it spells masturbate wrong, because of the findings of a study which said it could help reduce the risk of cancer. The findings were published in the journal European Urology and concluded that ejaculating at least 21 times a month could reduce their risk of getting prostate cancer. Okay. So I thought, well, that's quite handy. Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Then, a couple of days later, I see in the Guardian, tall men at bigger risk of aggressive prostate cancer, study says. Now, as you were saying, with these chandeliers, I'm a tall man. And you wank all day long. I'm going to have to start, I'm thinking, right? <laughs> so, so the other day... I'm sort of thinking, well, you know, I don't really want to, but uh, it's what the NHS say. And I'm just, Where were you? I was, I was uh, well, I was at home, uh, sort of on the, on the settee there. You remember, you, you, you know, you, we're not there now. But, yeah. And uh, I was just about to get to the point where my cancer risk was going to be reduced. And there's a knock at the door. I... I Put, make myself look normal. No, it's a, it's a guy wanting to know if I want to buy fish. Right? <laughs> now, I, 
I didn't want to buy fish, but what I did do is I made a note of the name of his firm and his telephone number. And if I get prostate cancer, I'm going to sue him <laughs> for medical negligence because he put me off my stroke. So I'm at risk. You know, I'll leave it with my papers. If anything happens, you sue him. <laughs> right. We're in the... <laughs> We're in the specialist's uh, place, and she's had some tests done, some initial tests done. She has. It's not good news, right? It's, no, it's not. It's it's one of those things that how he de- how it's described by the uh, the guy who looks very much like a doctor. It's like he's a car salesman trying to close a deal, isn't it? Yeah, he's almost saying, "Look, I don't want to press you into it, but all I will say, <laughs> if you don't do anything right now." And, I'll, and it, I was half expecting him to say, you, yeah, by, oh, by all means, think about it. I have got, I'm seeing some people later. That's <laughs> what I thought he was going to say at one point, yeah. Because he's saying that uh, she's going to lose a sight in the next few months. But then he goes on to say that if she's not got it done in the next few weeks, she's going to have damage to her optic nerve. This point, he says there are two other things, and that's what I thought yeah. he would say. We've got two other people in two, the wings. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But one, one was oh, one was the optic nerve. The other was the fact that she's yeah. pregnant, which I would have thought would preclude the possibility of a general anaesthetic. Totally agreed. Now, what he does say is ultimately, well, they can help. Yeah, but, but they can't do it on the NHS. It's not like no. one of these wanking projects. <laughs> no, it's, no. They, it can some. They can do it, but. They're going to be the guinea pigs yeah. for for this new bit of technology that they've they've understood or, or addressed. I'll, I'll just just say another because I've I've remembered this. Now I've got to go. In. Another headline in the Cornwall Live is Cornish Republican Army claims to have a willing female suicide bomber among its ranks, and apparently there is this thing called the Cornish Republican Army, but it's called the URA. What? Because, because it's like, why? Uh, are they really? That's what it's that joke. It's not my joke. They say it in here. I'll show it to you. Keep going, but I'll, I'll show it to you. That's what they're called. They're called the URA. Like URA. <laughs> yeah. That's oh my god. And it's a big thing. The world's gone mad. And Cornwall's gone mad. <laughs> right now, then, this is our situation. Then. Take the chance yeah. or face the certainty. So it's certain blindness or... Or take the chance. Be a, be a guinea pig. Yeah. And what could happen if she doesn't have this done? She loses her eyesight. And what will happen if she definitely does have it done? No, hang on a minute. I've done that wrong, haven't yeah. I? Yeah, if right. she has it if, done... If she has it done but it doesn't work, she then, could lose her eyesight. Yeah. If she doesn't have it done, she's going to lose her eyesight. Yeah. The, the, the only thing stopping them is how much this is going to cost. Yeah. T- and time is of the essence... So he's going to sort out how he's going to get the cash without his missus cooperating. Um, and uh, what they do say then is, look, I'll tell you what, let's do some more tests so that as soon as you're ready to make a decision, then we can get you straight in. Which, again, I think is a bit like a car salesman, isn't it? It's, you know, right, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's sort of getting him on the hook there. Yes, hasn't he, hasn't he really? He, they've got nowhere else to go and he knows that. Yeah. So he's, yeah. But it's going to cost lots of money, so cut asks wife for money and he basically says look if i if i'll leave hannah if you give her the money yeah right and she's like oh no 
you're going to play the big man on this. So, no, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'll have the last laugh. Yeah, yeah, she does. She says, I'll have the last laugh. Yeah, she, she refuses. Okay. So then, then we cut to... Uh, well, he's driving, isn't he? Yeah, and he's sort of driving really quite fast, isn't he? And then almost goes through a red light, but slams on the brakes. But he's sort of all swervy, isn't he? Yeah, you know what I mean. That, uh, is that the the road surface? What, yeah, what probably. Was the problem there? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I have this uh, issue when it comes to movies or TV programs where somebody swerves something in the road, yeah, and then and then carries on for about a mile, skidding into a field. <laughs> right. So what I do is, if something's like jumped out at me, which doesn't usually happen, but if it does, yeah, slam on the brakes, uh, and that's going to stop me driving. If I have to swerve. Then I'll I'll swerve, but like not carry on driving on the accelerator. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. I mean, I did lose control once coming down a hill. I was in a I was in a um, car, a metro, a mini metro. It was an HLE 1300, provided to me by work. <laughs> and uh, I was coming down this hill, and uh, I, I was either going too fast or, and this is my theory. Oil had dripped from the bridge above where the uh, trains oh, went. Oh, yeah. And uh, I went around this bend, lost control, and started and was swerving into the ongoing traffic. And then I got it back, but it, it, I was weaving across like that. But that's skidding as opposed to carrying on driving. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but he stops, realises that, oh, I'm not thinking. But then... Idea music. <laughs> and it's a plinky plonky piano that gets a little bit more exciting, but he's got an idea. Yeah, and, and there's like a, a big hold on his, on his face, isn't there, at this yeah. time? A, a, like a frame, just framing his head. He's got a plan. It's, a, it's, a, it's not quite as bad as Ken Barlow having an idea on Coronation Street. I don't know, I don't watch this, so I don't know. Right, well, if Ken Barlow gets one, and I'll have to sort of describe it, uh, I'll do it as well, but he'll sort of cup his chin... And sort of look slightly off to the top, to the top, like that. And then go, and then sort of do an, an approving nod, like that. Right, That's okay. Ken Barlow having a... Yeah, he's a dick. So, um, <laughs> then, the next scene, another cut. Here we go, this is where the cut marathon starts. Yeah. What have you got? He barges into the flat, which Anna lives in, and says, what have you got to drink? Now, her choice is... The, the only thing she's got is vermouth. Vermouth, yeah. Why is he wanting a drink? He's got an idea. Oh, right. But he hasn't told her what the idea is. All he says is, she's agreed. Yeah, which surprises me because we've just heard a saying, no. Definitely not. Anyway, cut. He's back at his home and he's all relaxed reading a newspaper and he says, oh, I've got to go away for business. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, he you says know. he's going to go to some sort of conference or yeah. other. So she says, well... Are you, you taking Anna with you? What if I am, he says. Yeah. And she's saying, I'm not having that because I'm not having your business cronies all looking knowingly at me. Yeah. So he says, well, I'm not. I'm just going on my own. Yeah. Cut is now messing about with someone under the car. Yeah. Now, I can't, I can't throw any light on it other than that. Messing about, messing about with something under the car. That he should, probably shouldn't be doing. Probably not. idea music's back again. Yeah, because yeah. I mean... You know, I know. <laughs> I spend most of these things telling you to what I don't know. No, know nothing about cars, but I know you don't mess with the bits at the front. That's for somebody else to mess the underneath with. Bit. That's for somebody else to mess with, and he's just and he's doing it. Trent's electrics. He's not got anything to. He's not a mechanic. He's not. Cut. Why are you? Why are we in the garage for so long? Uh, I've just got something to sort. But then he's he's packed and he's ready to go away. Yeah. Okay. Then. All right. Let me just say. 
He says quite a sort of final farewell to her. Goodbye, Vivian. And Vivian replies, I'll be seeing you. Which is the title of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Pin it. Pin that. He is now in the conference thing. That's, but what, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that story adds up. Yeah. Right? I didn't expect it to, but it does. He's on his own. He's not with Anna. Yeah. He's in this conference. You can see because it says a sign on the front. And um, he decides to ring home. Yeah. And he said, and, 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 but it's... Well, it's early know, in the morning. Yeah, it's early in the morning because he wakes Vivian up. Yeah. Who answers the phone. What are you ringing me at this time of night? She's looking a bit groggy, isn't she? Who is it? He goes, hello. And then he's... She says, oh, go on, carry on. And he says... He's at the airport. I'm at Anna. the airport right now with Anna. And they're going off to France, are they? We're going to France. You, unless, unless you want... To put a stop to this, unless you it says you might, yes. if you hurry, you might be able to come and wave us oh, off, mate, that's it. off at the airport. I'm at London Airport. It's airport rather than airport. <laughs> airport. Now, in the eighties, there was what three London airports or something, oh, yeah. so it could have been any one of those. But she then thinks she puts the phone down. She's like, "Fuck, I've got to go." I don't know why. I don't know why she feels like, "Ah, oh, I'm going to beat a plane on this." Oh. I presume she must be thinking she's going to stop it in some way. It's not yeah, playing. Cause a scene. Yeah, yeah, and stop them going. Well, she quickly gets dressed, puts yeah. her earrings in, gets into the car. <laughs> you see, because if it were me, like, and I was rushing like that, I'd just, would I just put my dressing gown on? No, you couldn't get through the airport turning on in dressing gown. No, you? I think you would put some pants and uh, yeah. some, like a t-shirt on, but uh, I wouldn't be worried about the earrings that she's clearly clipping in at the yeah. time. Yeah. So she rushes off, she gets dressed, grabs her keys and then goes down. The, 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 the camera is left on the garage for a little bit too long. I'm wondering if that was a bit of a mistake. Well, because, like, there's nothing happening. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got an exterior shot of the garage, haven't we? And uh, she's not coming out in the yeah. car, is she? And I, th- and I thought, is it going to be a different car comes out? Exactly, because, because we know that he's set something up on the car yeah so maybe we're anticipating the car coming out but it's a different thing like a tractor and actually <laughs> no the car comes the car out does come out yeah so, so i don't understand yeah. that there might be a cinematographic yeah. reason for that but yeah. i don't know what it is but then uh, she carries on driving and uh, as we expect she's driving at speed because she's already told us that she's a bad driver or rather we know that she's a speeder and we know she she drink drives because right at the beginning they'd said uh, one of them the the fella the couple says oh well I think uh, drinking makes me drive better and she she sort of somehow concurs with that yeah and I think she looks a bit groggy this morning like she's been on the ale the night before could yeah absolutely um, well he's not been with her so she could have been partying all night you're yeah, right yeah. yeah well she then loses control of the car and crashes. And she opens the door yeah. and falls out. Yeah. And and it look and like her eyes are open. It looks as though she's dead, doesn't it? It looks as though she's dead. But what we found out is that she's because he gets a call at the hotel well, or wherever he's staying. A, a policeman comes to yeah, see him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. like tells him in a really uncaring, matter-of-fact way, right there in the middle of the conference <laughs> hall, that uh, his wife's been involved in a car crash. He's in <laughs> intensive care. Yeah, intensive care. And. It's like, she knows she's bad, but we don't know whether she's going to make it or yeah. not. Right, so he goes, oh my God, cut. Um, in, interior of the house, back at the former matrimonial the, home. Yeah, and the, the, her parents around having a go at him. Yeah. 
Now, we don't know this right away, but the, the life support has been turned off. And they've authorised it. They authorised it. But what they spend the most, the, the majority of this conversation is, is accusing him of not being a, a nice husband. Yeah. It looks like she's been telling tales because it doesn't matter what he says about how she was a bad driver, she's not been a great wife, that that uh, it, they're kind of like, you know, blaming him. They don't seem as sad as they are cross. Angry, yeah. yeah, cross. But... but, but um, the 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 woman the mum her mum says speak ill of the dead right now it seems to me that if you're going to speak ill of anybody the dead's probably your safest bet isn't it because they're not going to do anything <laughs> about no, it nor are they even going to mind no to they be won't honest. mind and they'll probably just agree with it you know you're all right in, well, in hindsight I tell you what talking about things talking about things that uh, you could or could not speak ill about I'd been looking in uh, magazines as well. I say as well because last week you'd been looking in one, and I was looking in Love It magazine. Oh right, okay. Now that sounds a bit like Look In, the old ITV style. Oh, it does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, there's a in the letters page, somebody's written in, what an amazing story about Pippin the dog born with no front legs. Right. I was saddened, however, to learn that internet trolls make fun of him. How dare they? So, does he know? Is somebody reading them out to him? He ain't bothered. He's not, is he? No. Same, same sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. You don't need to. You don't need to know that. No. No, but it, it does occur to me that. I, if you I, I, make I, fun of anybody, surely yeah. a dog's fair, day, fair game. <laughs> I don't think you can make fun of a dog with no leg. But I mean, of anything to do with a dog. But I think it's probably she just wants to write in, and she was going to pick anything that week. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Right? I, I'd like to know how many letters Kim. From Plymouth, Papworth. Papworth, writes to this fucking magazine. Talking about making fun of it, though, how sensitively did the magazine deal with it? The original article's <laughs> called The T-Rex Puppy. <laughs> but T-Rexes did have arms, so they've got it wrong exactly. once again, haven't they? Yeah. So, um, now then, <laughs> the wife is dead. Uh, he seems to have got away with... The murder. murder. It is murder, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't. Yeah. It's it's premeditated. Yeah. That it was going to cause an accident. So I think you probably a good a good solicitor would say that's a, that's first degree murder. I, I don't know what a good solicitor would say, but I would have said it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, not first degree because that's American. So what is what was ours? Well, you then? have like murder or manslaughter. So murder. So it's murder then. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's murder. And um, I'll tell you one thing else we learned from this conversation: the house has been left to him. Yeah. So he's gonna get his money to pay for this operation, which yeah. is awesome. You know how much the house is valued at? Well, amazingly, although it's huge, and they're millionaires, and it's got swimming pools and a great big detached garage down the bottom, obviously. Yeah. Estate agent, it was a bit, and even I'm not saying estate agents are oily customers for a second, but even oilier, <laughs> even oilier than a fictional estate agent, he is, he's behaving, and he's sort of 100,000 gaff, yeah. he's a bit like that. 100,000 pounds that they think they could sell it for. Now, my, my house, and, and I live in the north of England, so it's probably not compared to, to the south, but my, my house is 208. I think 290, we got it for 280,000. Right. Now that, it's a, it's, oh, it's a four bedroom detached, it's got 
kind of you know the garage and it's got some nice gardens and stuff but it isn't the, this house is it it isn't this millionaire's property no. with a swimming pool and a big old garage and stuff it's what, a, so it, it shows you how much property prices have increased that though. was 1980 yeah. this was nearly 40 years ago that's it, you're right you're right aren't you because that would be easily worth a million yeah easily a million yeah though. absolutely well there you go then so um, <laughs> it's uh, then another cut yeah to the hospital to the hospital and uh, Anna, the girlfriend, is it? Uh, Anna, yeah. yeah. She's got eye bandages on. Yeah. And uh, she uh, is uh, he's telling her that everything's okay because uh, he's free because Vivian's uh, had an accident and been killed. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then we go and see him sorting out some of the financial business that we, we mentioned and then another cut. Uh, to, back, to the back to the hospital. The and operation was a success, she says. She's wearing glasses now. Yeah, dark glasses. Yeah, because she? she's obviously getting used to the light and that. Um, and it's only at this time that she actually reveals what the operation's been about. Up until yeah. then, it's been sort of shrouded in mystery. There's even been a point where the doctor's been on the verge of telling him, because uh, Anthony Valentine says to him, oh, you know, what does it all entail? And he's going to start telling him, he says, no, no, I meant the money. So they've not told him then. That's right, yeah. Uh, so we'd not known, but what it turns out is... It was like a donor situation, wasn't it? An eye transplant, yeah. yeah. And she goes on to explain that the donor had been involved in a car crash... Last Saturday. ...and that they couldn't contact the, the husband, and so the parents had authorised switching off the life support. Yeah, so she was we, going to be irreversibly brain damaged. Yeah. So it was she was the perfect donor. And so, he now realises... That's his wife's eyes that she's got. Yeah, she takes the glasses off, doesn't she? And then, in order for it to be absolutely clear... <laughs> it fades into, into, into his wife's face. Yeah. Uh, because she'll be seeing him. Exactly. Take the pin out. Yeah, that's it. So, I, I just put here, what, what's this then? Because, <laughs> because I could still live with that. I, I wouldn't, first of all, I wouldn't commit murder... Yeah. Uh, and and this isn't the right way of doing things. However, if I ended up with the eyes of an ex in my girlfriend, in my girlfriend's face, yeah. I could live with that. Do you reckon? I think I could. I'd be all right with it. Would you, if you had an accident and your your penis was detached? Yeah. Would you accept a donor penis? No, I can't imagine being stitched back up again. It's like that's it. I've had it. I yeah. had me. T- I had me time. I mean, you're all right. You're not dying. No, but I've had knob- me time. Your knobs come off. No, that's fine. And they say you can have this donor penis. No, I'm fine without it. I, I'd, I'd rather just rub myself against stuff. <laughs> like I do. Honestly, I just go. I just do scissors. Yeah. With the last yeah. Yeah. Problem do I? Yeah. And uh, now, <laughs> um, so I didn't think that the. Une- I think it was certainly unexpected, and I thought it was a great episode. I just didn't think it was enough. Maybe it's just me, yeah. but like going, I could live with that. Yeah, but it's, it's not enough to put me off. It's quite a personal thing, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's actually her eyes. So you'll be seeing her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was odd because when he does, when she takes the glasses off and yeah. you see a pair of eyes. Yeah. They are definitely different eyes. It's like they, they might be the same colour, but you're meant to think, ah, oh, she's watching him now. But there's no brain. Yeah. There's no brain there. It's just like, it's like picking up an old notepad that was once used by your ex. Yeah. And going, I need a bit of paper to write 
I'll use this. Oh, it's got her scribbles in. And she, then could, suddenly, she could never spell. And then suddenly you start being unable to spell. <laughs> Was that, would that happen? If you had eyes? It's like that thing I was telling you about, about the, the guy in the yeah. Hammer Horror. Yeah. I don't think it was Hammer, actually. It could have been. But he, he, he gets his hand replaced by the hand of a serial killer. Yeah. And then his hand starts murdering people. <laughs> but the problem is, look, it, I'm, I'm sat here now trying... To, and unless my brain tells it to do something, it ain't yeah. going to. Even you... if it wanted to. The rest of me is tougher than the arm. To be fair, though, you have not got the hand of a serial killer on there. That's your own, isn't it? You don't know that. Well, I can't see any stitching. Well, that's just science for you, isn't it? That's the miracle of science, yeah. This was fused on by fuse. Oh, well, fair enough, yeah. I'll tell you what, another last thing, then, is that uh, it reminded me a bit of Gary Gilmore, who was a killer in America, and uh, he donated... I don't know if it was his whole, his whole eye or parts of his eye. What do you mean parts of his eye? Well, it's the you whole know, eye or nothing at all, isn't it? It's a ball. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you could do the cornea. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. But, and then that, uh, and he was then executed, and he had firing squad rather than electrocution, because that would have fried his eyes. And uh, then there was a, uh, a song called Looking Through Gary Gilmore's Eyes, which is by, by a punk rock band. I remember that song, but I didn't know that... You didn't the, know the backstory. I didn't know, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that the song was Bright Eyes. I think, I think it and was... And it was used in Watership Down. <laughs> no, it was Looking Through Gary Gilmore's Eyes. I think it was by the adverts. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I think so, I think so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, while you're just uh, confirming that story... That is the end of the episode. Then the clang, clang, clangs come along, the lady starts dancing, the gun starts spinning and the credits start a-rolling. I think we've just said, we, we actually enjoyed this story. We did. Um, I, I, my only concern was that the repercussions weren't that bad, as I could live with it. But, uh, no, good story. And tell you what, Amanda Redmond, <laughs> she's my cup of tea. Yeah, I've never, never actually uh, yeah. heard of her. I've got to yeah. say, but uh, she was definitely nicer when she was uh, in this, like uh, as a young'un. But mm. um, yeah, it was the adverts, yeah. nineteen seventy-eight. Here we go, seventy-eight year after I was born. Everyone, now then, <laughs> uh, that's it. So we're done with the episode. Um, excellent. We're going to move on to we are, number we are nine in the on. series three. Uh, this is going to mean us travelling to a new location, I hope. Yeah, well, it's uh, we're going to be in a toy factory next week. Yeah. yeah. And what's the title? It's called The Party, and it's about a guy who's a manager of a toy factory, and he's a bit uneasy when the company's taken over. He's organising the Christmas party, but another staff member arranges a disco ahead of this. He's enraged, he is, and uh, sets fire to the party venue only to discover that he's made a terrible mistake. Yeah. There's a lot in that. There's there's... a lot there, yeah. I mean, I'm wondering what on earth can happen now that we don't know already. (laughs) (laughs) We should not have said all that. (laughs) I'd strip that back a bit. He's the manager of a toy factory. I wonder what could possibly go wrong. Don't know, but I hear he makes a terrible mistake. (laughs) There's a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't want to be in that toy factory. Right then, we're done. We're, so we're going to go to a toy factory or we're going to go to a party. What are we going to do? Ooh, we'd probably go to a toy factory. Toy factory, stay safe. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll I, see I'll you. I'll just say that's the last of the season. The last of the, the, the last of the season. 
So it's only a nine, a nine parter, this one? Yeah. Right, okay. Well, we'll make the most of it then. And we should also, therefore, start thinking about what our mid-season special will be oh, yeah. for, for that. We, yeah. we did uh, Inside Number Nine last, so yeah. maybe, maybe do another Inside Number Nine. Yeah. They are on the same same thing, aren't they? So the same DVD. Same. <laughs> 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 we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.